0: Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee and I'm joined by Yo Sam Jo. Hello everybody! Yes, today Sam Jo and I are going to talk about a sexy topic. Let's
1: talk about sex, baby! baby. Let's talk about you and, and
0: me. me! Let's talk about all the good things <laughs> and, and the, the bad things! <laughs> that maybe. Let's, let's You know what, about, it's fine.
1: Let's go karaoke after this. Okay. okay,
0: anyway, so today we're returning to a deep dive format, right? Similar to what we did in our first few episodes. There's not really a news pack today, but we wanted to talk about a very prevalent problem in pop culture that's seeing a new trend. So the portrayal of sex on screen and why it's often and how it can often be inaccurate and even harmful or dangerous, right, to Mm -hmm. the people on set. So there's a growing trend right now in Hollywood that I think is very interesting of hiring intimacy consultants or coordinators. These are people who are hired to basically teach actors how to make out, how to kiss, how to touch one another, how to have sex on screen, right? Right. I mean, of course, this sounds very confusing to people who are not in the entertainment industry. They're like, why do you need people to do this kind of things? But Yeah,
1: kiss is kiss law right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. But so we're going to dive into why this trend is growing, right? And how it relates to a Singapore and an Asian context and why this job has become quite necessary in the growing context of the culture. Right. And yes, today we will also be talking about media content dramas because I did say there is a Singapore context here and just a fair warning here we, we will talk about rape we will talk about the portrayal of rape on screen so that's a trigger warning for anyone who might be uncomfortable with that topic.
1: But yep. we feel like it's a necessary conversation to have, obviously, and how you know, its portrayal is very problematic. We'll get more into that in a bit, okay? And then, of yes. course, we'll wrap up our whole episode today with thoughts about what good portrayals are in terms of on-screen sex and you know, why they're important and necessary. Yes. So, alright, let's move on. Shall we go ahead, deep dive into it now?
0: Yes, so firstly... Why the growing trend in Hollywood for intimacy coordinators? I think to understand this question, we first have to understand what do intimacy coordinators even do? Mm -hmm. Who are they, right? Think about, let's say, stunt coordinators. That's a job that everybody understands, right? If Keanu Reeves has a fight in The Matrix, he's going to call in a guy and be like, hey, choreograph that fight, right? How am I going to kick this person? How am I going to move? How is he going to punch me? How do we do this in a safe way so that when he punches me, I don't get hurt, right? Basically, the same thing. They only do it for sex. They basically choreograph sex and make out scenes. How do you touch this person such that this person doesn't feel uncomfortable? What are some of the boundaries that we should set? You know, What are some things that we are going to do in this scene? How are we going to move? How are we going to position? What are we going to do to one another's bodies? Mm. So that's basically what they do. They choreograph the sex scenes. They choreograph the make out scenes. And they also make sure that the sex scenes look accurate. In like terms of a fight, of course, there's like fantasy fights, right? In you crouching know, tiger, movies. hidden
1: dragon kind of yes, like flying yes. over Fly the place. through the air
0: and the trees. Of course, there's those fights, but then there's also fights that are like they are supposed to be real, right? Mm. Like say you're wrestling in a ring or something. You don't yeah. want it to look fake. Intimacy coordinators also do that. They don't want the sex to look weird la, or stage, right? They want it to look natural mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. true to life. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing is that after the Me Too era, right, there has been quite a oncoming wave and awareness that you need to take better care of actors and actresses on set, especially when you think about sex scenes what if you're going in without any discussion? You know what? If somebody touches you in a way that you feel uncomfortable but you also cannot say because it's supposed to be art.
1: Right. Then there's a very thin line between being professional and like Mm -hmm. the show must go on. Mm -hmm. And 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 sexual
0: assault. Yeah. And then like, you know,
1: raising the alarm and say, whoa, 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 whoa. That was not okay. You know, why did he suddenly finger me when he wasn't supposed to, for example. Or why
0: did he grab my crotch? Mm. For example, I didn't expect for my crotch to be grabbed. Yeah,
1: exactly. And should I be okay with that Mm -hmm. as an actor, as a fellow actor or should I go... Mm -hmm whoa, this guy crossed the line. Yes.
0: Or like more nudity than was discussed. For example, we discussed, A, you're going to show your back. Mm. And then now it's like, oh, you're going to show your fronts as well. And that was not something that I was prepared for, for example. right. Then, you know, the actresses might feel uncomfortable. The actors as well, you know, they might feel very uncomfortable. So it's a workplace safety issue. So basically, intimacy coordinators are there because it's a workplace safety issue. You need people. It's like, the thing that's very special about a film set is that there's no HR person. There's no human resource team, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in a company and you get sexually harassed, you can go up to HR and be like, there's a guy here who's saying some things to me and I don't feel comfortable with that. But you can't do that on the film set. There's no HR person. It's just the director, photography. Who are you going to tell, right? So the intimacy coordinator for sexual scenes is that you have a person to go to like an outlet to say, you know what? I think this was not something I'm comfortable with. Let's change it. So that's good. And of course, in the past, right, there wasn't this sort of practice and there was quite rampant abuse. So, tell me a little bit more about the Last Tango in Paris controversy, Sam Jo. Yeah, so it was
1: a very famous erotica film, right? Directed, of course, by Bernardo Bertolucci.
0: Very famous, yes. Very
1: famous film starring Marlon Brando, of all people. Like, you know, he is Hollywood royalty. Yes. But his co-star, his actress, she was only 19 at the time, mind you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Maria Schneider. And she actually, you know, took on the role, everything, like, obviously very eager-eyed. I mean, at 19 Mm -hmm. years old to act across, you know, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, Brando, yes. What an opportunity. But then she showed up on set, although it was an erotic film, but she wasn't told that this was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So apparently, she was told that there was going to be a rape scene.
0: But she wasn't told how it was going to go about.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then on set, then she was told, just before it was shot, she was told, there's going to be a rape scene, you are getting raped, and it's going to involve a stick of butter.
0: Yes, which... Very uncomfortable. Think about that. You're 19 years old and somebody is telling you they're going to film a scene of violation of your body with a stick of butter. Mm -hmm. So I think it was used as... Is it lubrication? I'm not very sure what exactly context the butter was used. Right. But... Can you imagine? Just that's so uncomfortable, the humiliation. Yeah. And it's not like she was told beforehand and she had any time to yeah. come to that realisation. Right,
1: so the movie was shot and everything, but in subsequent interviews, you know, she came out to say that she actually felt super humiliated and a little raped, those were her words, by yes. not just Marlon Brando, but also the director
0: Bertolucci. Yes, and this is the point where we say that actually Bertolucci and Marlon Brando came out with this idea together. They deliberately decided not to tell her. So Bertolucci mm-hmm. actually once openly said... He has since died, but he has openly said before that he didn't tell her because he wanted her reaction as a girl and not as an actress. Wow. She's horrifying She's an actress She's a professional Don't put her in that setting As a human being And humiliate her As a human being Right? It's so crazy And
1: speaking of humiliation I mean I was just reading up On this episode And you know Marlon Brando was known For like not memorising His lines When it comes to His movie scenes And so he would have cue cuts lying around Mm -hmm. So in this particular scene Apparently He asked the director He wanted to write his lines On Maria's rear end I mean, those are his words Ugh. Okay um, Anyway, this request Gross. was denied But that happened, alright mm-hmm. So that's why intimacy coordinators Are so important They to set boundaries mm-hmm. They're there to make sure That the sex is sexy Yet safe and, and of
0: course Accuracy as well You know, there's Nowadays, there's more of A culture of trying to tell people hey, can we make sex scenes a little bit more true to life? Because a lot of the sex scenes we see, let's think, say, Fifty Shades of Grey series, right? Mm, Which is a lot of sex. A lot of sex. Which is Grey's Anatomy, which I just like to say that Grey's Anatomy, right? I would be very uncomfortable if I found out that my doctors were having sex in on-call rooms. Like, that's very unhygienic. Please don't do that. Right. But of course, that's what they do, right? On TV, because it's like, you know, cinematic and gorgeous and hot, right? Yeah.
1: Although, I have heard that some portrayals are quite accurate, but that's another topic for another it's
0: topic, but we're just saying that in a lot of this sort of hot, sexy series, right? Stevie the sex, yeah, the sex is very easy and smooth one. Right? No hiccups. It's just very natural and goes on very smoothly. But we all know that the experience of pleasure for both men and women can be a complicated process mm-hmm. and it can take time. And a lot of times it's just things like, I read an interview with an intimacy coordinator and she was like, sometimes it's just things like, you bumped my thigh there or ouch that was my knee or what you know <laughs> those things make sex real they right. say those are the things the small things that make it seem less than perfect which exactly is a good thing to have because you don't want people to watch TV and movies and have all these false expectations of how sex should be like yeah. and that they think it should be perfect just like the movies Wow, I've got music playing in the back that kind you know
1: yes exactly but, with rose petals but rose it's not petals. always a, red, a bit of roses with the champagne and the bathtub yeah, bubbles yeah. you know sometimes You know, your partner was just in the middle of your tryst. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your partner will just fight.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know? It's, a, it's true to life, you it know. It happens, so, guys. So they also want it to be a bit more accurate now lah. So of course, what we're saying is basically that intimacy coordinates are there as well to not create false expectations for people with no sexual experience lah. And sex in shows can also be quite violent. I think Sam Choo and I are both huge fans of Big Little Lies. Big
1: Little Lies. HBO series. Love it, love it.
0: Yes, uh, Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård, they have an abusive relationship in the show, right? Alexander Skarsgård is very abusive towards his wife, Nicole Kidman and they have very like violent sex scenes that are not easy to watch like it's actually quite scary
1: yeah because I mean in the particular relationship between these two characters they discuss domestic violence and everything Mm -hmm. you know that can be a little bit tricky to tackle and speaking of HBO Mm -hmm. you know it's a big little license HBO show speaking of HBO since October they've actually woken up to this whole idea Mm -hmm. and they've Mm -hmm. actually hired an in-house full-time intimacy director slash coordinator good for them good for them yeah so she's Alicia Rhodes, she works on their shows like The Deuce Crashing Watchmen so so... Oh. At this point, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vultures, do find us on the Straight Sam's podcast channel. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. Please search us at hashtag Pop Vultures.
0: And Spotify now. We're also on Spotify, hashtag Pop Vultures.
1: So like and rate us. And uh, yeah, tell all your friends about us. And let us know what you think about this episode and what we should talk about next. All right, back to our show. We are talking about bad sex on screen.
0: Yes. Now, how does all this talk about intimacy coordinators and sex portrayal? They'll relate to Asia and Singapore. So I think in Asia and Singapore we tend to be a little bit more of a conservative climate, right? But the thing is that sex scenes do exist in Asian television, movies, films, Singapore television movies and films. It does exist. But the intimacy coordinator trend hasn't really taken off and it is a problem because as we know there has been some cases of abuse, let's just put it that way, on sets of sex scene filming. So for example, there's this Taiwanese film called Monga, It mm-hmm. was quite famous, Jia. So the director Dozi new new chen ze right was recently accused of sexual assault by a young woman and then after the accusation some things about how his behavior is like on set actually came out so new chen ze dozi new is famous for he's not a good-looking dude he's a middle-aged man can always trust
1: jen to be honest
0: he is a middle-aged man who's not very good looking but he's a renowned director in taiwan Mm -hmm. and also an actor so he always casts himself in his movies and his scene partners who are having like make-out scenes with him or sex scenes with him are always hot young girls. Like always right, hot young actresses. Right. So there's like Shu Qi and there's like Zhang Junning, you know. Mm. All these people hot. have acted yeah. Yeah, against him. Pretty young women, right? It's so, a bit gross la, when you think about it. That he always casts them opposite. He's always like been sort of like teased about this sort of things. Yeah. But it really took a turn for truly gross because this one actress, Ke Huan Ru, after the accusations about his rape charge, came out and said that during one of the filming for one of his movies or TV shows I can remember she was in it she had a sex scenes with him and he actually told her I won't put it in like he actually said that can you imagine like why do you need Uh... to the fact that you need to say that that you, of course you wouldn't do that right yeah. the fact that you needed to say that felt a bit uncomfortable in the first place mm-hmm. she was already a bit like what's going on she knew the scene was going to take place but she also had no discussions prior to going in exactly I was going to say why does
1: it even get to the point where he tells her on the yes. spot by the way this is what's going to happen and
0: it's even more insidious because he is both the director and the actor so there's no one above him he so has you so much power
1: go, in this case you cannot
0: go anywhere yes, right yes
1: exactly and so, as an actor or as any artist like mm-hmm. you may be a model Mm-hmm. dancer whatever mm-hmm. you show up for a gig you need that. Uh, you want to earn money. You want to earn money. Yes. That is what your income depends on.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't want to have this reputation that you're difficult to work with. Exactly. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a very thin line between being a diva and having, like, personal standards. Yes. But what if people take advantage of those standards? Yes. You know? Or what
0: if people take advantage of the fact that you're not speaking out, right? right? exactly. So apparently, he made her feel very uncomfortable. There was a lot of nudities. She apparently went to the filming with only a new bra, right? Which right. is like bra pads, la. Mm. And he apparently only went to, The filming with a condom, so okay, Okay. not comfortable at all. And the thing was, reportedly, the scene took five hours to film. And later on, a lot of it was cut. So she felt like, was it necessary? Yeah. Why did you put me through that ordeal? Mm. Why didn't you protect me? And she spoke up about it later, you know, after the accusations.
1: Makes you wonder what his actual motives were. Yeah,
0: very uncomfortable, you know. And Jen, this is
1: not the only instance in Asian entertainment. A lot of actors often get asked to do more than nudity at the last minute, right? More Um, nudity
0: than negotiated than mm. the last minute and then of course like Ruby Lin in My Fair Princess Huan, Huan Zhugege who acted as Ziwei right? <laughs> yeah. so if you remember Ziwei had all these kissing scenes with Er Kang right? Er Kang Er yes. Kang,
1: er <laughs> Kang. Oh my and God. then the that...
0: camera is like it was spin around them as they kiss one Yeah. apparently she implied on an episode of Khansi Lila that he tried to French her and she said she clenched her teeth very tight so that he couldn't <laughs> fl- French
1: her. <laughs> right, right.
0: Which I found hilarious, but also there's a case of why are these expectations not communicated in the first place, and mm. why do we need to French? Was there a need to do that? Because I think if you're a good actor, you can probably film a passionate kiss scene without Frenching, like or at the right. very least, if you're a professional actor, why don't you communicate with your scene partner? Yes,
1: discuss it.
0: Tell them what you're gonna do, right? right instead
1: of just shoving it down their throats, right? Yes. Uh, which is you know good advice for anyone in any situation.
0: Now, bringing it back to Singapore, Simchun and I really wanted to do this topic because we realised in talking about... Simchun and I always have this conversation about Channel 8 dramas.
1: We do, we do. Because <laughs> we, really we, you know? we grew up with them, you know. We
0: grew up with them. You know, it's our comfort food growing up. The thing is, we were thinking back to Channel 8 dramas and we realised that all the sexual scenes that we could recall were all rape scenes. Yes. For all rape scenes. There are yeah. no loving, consensual portrayals that we can remember right. as avid consumers of h dramas in our youth right. and childhood. What
1: the hell? right? Because every time there's something romantic going on, say between like boyfriend, girlfriend or husband yeah. and wife or whatever.
0: You'll get a kiss scene. A la. kiss
1: and then it would be the fake kiss where they turn the head to one side. And, and then, then it maybe was slowly, it's a cut away. Yeah, it will cut away. It will like pan fade away. out,
0: fade out. Fade out. Or, our or best it, fade the out. screen
1: will blur. Or, or like it will pen down to the bit.
0: Or like you know, it's just like, oh, some of their clothes. Then that's yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's all you get about sex. But when they show sex rape explicitly scenes it's uh, all, but always the rape scenes you always said, so
0: graphic with yeah. the rape. I mean not like there's any nudity la. that's not channel 8 style but right. I mean it's always like they really do show it you know? they show the woman screaming uh, they show the guy climbing on top of the woman which is more than you can say for loving consensual sex scenes yeah. right? they show things like that and, and so many examples we so can just many name examples all. let's just name it let's say okay, like, Caroline okay. Caroline and Hong Hui Fang in The Price of Peace raped by I think Caroline was raped by a rich man and I'm quite sure Hong Hui Fang by Japanese soldiers right? which I mean okay if you want to portray the cruelty of the regime fine but so many more examples mm-hmm. Yvonne Lim in Metamorphosis in Zoe Tay your fave yeah. Zoe Te in Pretty Faces I think she had more than one sex scene I'm not very sure but... she
1: was Bobo you know the very curly hair she's a very yeah. iconic character with yes, the hoop yeah. earrings and everything
0: da, da. Da, da, da. So yes. she got raped. And then of course Roll Roll.
1: Roll roll. More roll Ro, Played by Vivian Lai, the youngest eh? sister. The, the youngest younger sister, sister in Holland V. In
0: Holland V. She was raped by Jeff Wang, who later died because he struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. not laughing because of the rape, laughing right. because Jeff Wang died being got struck by just lightning. Desserts, yeah. yeah. And then Joanne Pei, of course, in Little Nonya that was also a very famous scene. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they also like to use these rape scenes, these rape plot lines, right, as a device to drive the characters forward. Right. It's like, almost like they're defined by their rape, you know? Because Mm. I think especially for like, let's say Evolum in Metamorphosis, after her rape, And then her parents died And then she just went insane And became a psychopath
1: Oh my god That's what happened To Joanne Pei also She
0: didn't go Become a psychopath She became insane She
1: became insane She started eating cockroaches Remember Yeah it was just super weird So that's the problem Because like you know They have these very Very dramatic scenes Yes And it's kind of problematic Because a lot of them Go on because of these scenes People remember Mm -hmm. them And they go on to be Nominated for Yeah actually win Acting awards
0: it's almost like a rite of passage for a co actress and I find yeah. it a bit uncomfortable la, yeah. Right, because it's almost like in Singapore, we are afraid to portray sex as a positive thing mm. because you know what's going to happen if we have a consensual loving sex scene to the extent that a rape scene would be filmed. Like to that extent, like a guy being on top and making out, heavy making out or what. I think immediately you will have parents write in and be like, hey, how can you corrupt our children like that with this sort of scenes, you know, how can you encourage them to have sex, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's
0: like, how is rape any better? You know?
1: Yeah, it's almost like they justify it because okay, we show this rape scene but something bad bad always happens to the rapist so they kind of like justify it but I mean, imagine what it does to a young, impressionable. Yes,
0: because we were kids when we watched it. Right. We were in primary school, right? When primary we school this... slash
1: teenagers. Yeah, like, when you know... we watched
0: just dramas. And it was played. Honestly, it was played for entertainment value. Right. It was played for entertainment value. Exactly.
1: And we didn't really fully understand, like, you know, the yeah. consequence or the concept of rape, the horror of you it all. You don't
0: understand how scary the idea of rape is when yeah. you're a kid. The idea that somebody is purposely taking away your power to make your own decisions about your body yeah. and violating you in a... Oftentimes, can be a violent manner. It's and so
1: scary. I, and I remember being in a boys' school, like, you know, mm-hmm. as a teenager, and and then watching these scenes. And then you know, when we would have to write like school plays and act and direct our yes, own school plays, yes. we would write in rape scenes. Oh my god! For entertainment value. Can I just
0: say, exact same thing happened, really? and I was in a girls' school. Wow. I was in a girls' school, and we staged like a school play, and we also put in rape. Now I'm thinking back and I'm like, that's insane. We were kids mm-hmm. and already we were desensitized to the idea of rape because we saw it all the time on screen. Yeah. And we saw it like the guys would tear the clothes off and throw it in the back, you right. know? You saw those scenes, it was right. crazy. Right. Like I can still remember the scene where Roro gets raped in the grass. She's same, in same. like this bare land, right? And mm. then Jeff Wang is like leaning over her. I can yeah. remember that scene so vividly. I
1: can remember the Joanne Pei scene very vividly yeah. where Zen Chang nine. kneels on her hands so oh, she can't God. struggle. And then while her sister, played by Eileen Kong, watches. Yes, do you remember? and Eileen Kong didn't, didn't, didn't say, help. Didn't yeah, help, she didn't, didn't say, say anything. anything yeah. So that was horrible. And so imagine what these scenes actually do to very indelible, very impressionable, sorry, teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or it's, like young adults.
0: I mean, I'm not trying to say that these rape scenes would cause us to have more rapists or what. I honestly don't think so. But I think that having like consistent portrayals of sex on screen that is not in a positive light, that is not in a consensual light, it does do something to the culture. It does make consent seem rare, firstly, and it also makes this sort of violent portrayal seem a bit run-of-the-mill, which I don't think we want to do that, right?
1: Yeah. So I think going forth, regardless of whether it's Asian or Singaporean or Hollywood entertainment, mm-hmm. wherever in the world we are, you know, we need to have responsible and accurate portrayals of sex. Because intimacy coordinators are a good way to go in terms of setting safe boundaries for actors mm-hmm. as well as safe portrayals for the audience.
0: And healthy portrayals I would think healthy portrayals mm. that don't create this false ideal of sex this false like oh it has to be perfect it has to be great it has to be easy and smooth and that's not my experience then my experience was not good yeah Yeah. so
1: if you're going to portray sex do it properly and I think when it comes to censorship because sometimes you know they have all this metaphorical sex right
0: like you know in Bollywood movies the flower blooms yeah. and then that's like oh the couple consummated their marriage because the flower blooms
1: yeah <laughs> or on the other <laughs> end of the spectrum then you have people sensationalizing sex like a lot of rape scenes in Channel or
0: just rape scenes to drive character growth which lazy plot device
1: exactly so neither this kind of censorship or sensationalising is healthy for sex education you know think of of everyone who's watching not just the kids the teenagers Mm -hmm. the young adults but even full grown adults who are watching you know they they absorb these things and Mm -hmm. I would argue you know the same way porn Mm -hmm. perpetuates unhealthy tropes about sex Mm -hmm. you know uh, bad portrayals on TV and in movies as well can also also do the same thing exactly
0: exactly and just one last point here because sex in comparison to sex let's say fight scenes for example you might never be in a fight for your whole life but sexual experience tends to be a fairly universal human experience right a lot of people have experiences with it because a lot of people have experiences with it when you see it in the culture when you see it in the media you should try i think to be responsible and portray in a way that people can relate to and also portray in a way that is healthy for a lot of people. I'm yeah. not saying that we can't have rape scenes. I'm not saying that we can't have violent sexual scenes or what. But that the majority of it can be a bit more true to life. And I thought think. out. yeah, And thought out. And well thought out. And of course, the bottom line is have to be safe for the actors.
1: Right. And Jen, what about the people who have not had sex yet mm-hmm. um, and who are about to explore sex? And, you know, they watch TV and this is their first exposure to sex. What are they learning? What are they picking
0: up? I mean, like, if all the exposures to sex you have is like roll roll, or like freaking like Hong Hui Fang in Price of Peace. I mean, you're gonna think of it as a fairly odd undertaking, right? You're gonna think of it as like, eh, is it that violent? Is it meant to be like this? Isn't yeah. that weird? And so or, some
1: people grow up in thinking that, you know, sex has to be violent. or that and that's it, where it gets or problematic. That,
0: yeah, or that they grow up thinking that if somebody treats me a bit violently during sex, it's fine. Or like, you know, sometimes in movies or TVs or dramas, you know, a woman might be like, oh, I, I, I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy kisses her and then she's like, oh, yes.
1: Yeah, she, exactly. Oh, like, no means yes. Yes, you know, yeah, so that's also you know, very problematic. A
0: very problematic one, you know. So yeah. you want good portrayals of consensual, safe sex. That's right. our point.
1: Okay, so on that note we wish everyone has like, you know, very healthy and safe sex out there if you are.
0: If you are of age, of course. Of age, yes,
1: please. Yes. <laughs> please. And also <laughs> Thanks for clarifying <laughs> All right, I think on that note, before Jen cries any further, that is your dose of pop culture for this week. If you have any ideas on what uh, you know we should talk about next, please leave us a comment. And send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg, or you can email us at jenlee at sph.com.sg, or me at yosemjo at sph.com.sg.
0: And now that was Sam Joe.
1: She was Jen.
0: And this was Pop, Pop
1: Vouchers. Thank thanks you for, for listening. listening.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. At you can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times online.